What's going on, guys? Welcome back to More Than a Podcast. Your host, James. As always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. Going to jump right into it. Got a nice show for you today. Um, man, it's it's a lot to talk about. Uh, this past week has been um, pretty beefy, pretty uh, pretty up there as far as releases and, and game news and movies and shows and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to talk about a lot of that today. Um, man. First thing I'm gonna knock out. I'm gonna talk about this. This isn't even on the. It's not even on the script, but I gotta talk about it because it it was just that amazing. So, I went on Thursday uh, after work. After work, I went to go see Black Adam, and yeah, I I I'm gonna just say right off the rip, like this isn't this isn't a whole review well not nah, like let's review it dude like if i was gonna review it right now i give it like i'm gonna say it was a good i think online i gave it a nine and i think i still hold a nine like i, I like like for a second i'll flip to an 8.5 but really I, I think i'm gonna just hold a solid nine it was a really good film uh, as far as like as far as like a comic film is concerned um, and the reason I thought it was so good was because like, like a, you know, like a comic film, like you want a comic film to be, you want it to really just be about action. Like, that's the reason we read comics as kids, because we were about that action. Um, you know, I think Marvel's still great at what they do. I think they are still the standard. Um, I think in my comment online, I said that basically Black Adam is going to hold the crown until Wakanda Forever releases. And I'm going to stand by that because I really do believe that when Marvel executes on a big stage, they go hard in the paint and they don't let up. So I definitely think that they got something, you know, in their back pocket that's going to really not make people forget about Black Adam, but just remind people that Marvel's still that guy. But I think one of the da- one of the downsides to to uh marvel films is that they they try to explain too much you know it's a it's a lot of explaining it's a lot of explaining and it all comes to a culmination of a big fest of you know uh fantastic fights and whatever you know it become it, you know it all boils down to the end game but man that took 10 years and i got i got so much context and content you know in black adam that I'm just like, yo, if more comic films did this, then I wouldn't be so worried about the future of DC and how they can survive going forward. Honestly, I like the I like what DC films are doing. I, I like the fact that really and honestly, they're in their own lane. They're not worried about living up to the standards of what Marvel does with their product. They're not Marvel products. They're just DC. And I mean, Black Adam was fun. It was edgy. It was it was great. Um, you know, I think Dwayne Johnson did a really good job. Um, you know, in his character of being Black Adam. Um, I honestly think he should have been Black Adam maybe 10, 15 years ago because 
then I think he would have looked a little more like Black Adam because at this point he looks like The Rock as Black Adam. Like before, you wouldn't have been able to like really discern you know one over the other. You'd be like, oh man, he's like so into it. He really looks like the comic rendition of that character. But now it's like he's so he's so huge. He's just so big. Um, it's just hard not to see like the the you know athlete slash you know uh, performer. Um, outside of you know the suit that he's wearing on screen but he did a really good job his dialogue was tight um i think all of the scenes that involved him um you know opposing threats it was just like man i mean this is what you want him to do you know it's like when you have a character and as a fan you know what that character's capabilities are, you know what they're able to do, you know what, you know, you know, like, oh, you know, Superman, you know, he has the, he has the, you know, the, uh, the heat, heat ray, heat rays in the vision, and he has the, you know, the, the, you know, he can freeze people with his breath, and you, you want to see all that, you want to see them play all of, all of his attributes out in one setting, and that's what they did with Black Adam, I don't think it was anything that Black Adam can do that they did not allow that man to do. He did everything and it was super awesome. And um, yeah, they, 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 they did him right. Now, my big takeaway, my huge takeaway was, um, was Hawkman. I think what they did with Hawkman was, I mean, I could not have had a better guess or a better understanding on how awesome they were going to make Hawkman be. And he was just, he was like really a standout character in that entire experience that, you know, it was like, yo, I, I, I came here for black Adam and I got something totally different. And that that's man. It, it just, it just piled on to the awesomeness. Now, one of my favorite characters, Dr. Fate uh, played by Pierce Bronson, Bro, he was great. He was good. I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed him. I didn't enjoy him as much as I enjoyed Hawkman, but I think it's because they really put everything they had into making sure Hawkman just came across as a complete beast. Man, he was just so hardcore, and I just I loved his approach. And it, it was so funny because it was like he was going on these diatribes about what made heroes and what made villains but you knew you could just tell from the being of who he was he was probably one of the more ruthless edgy heroes that you would have to interact with you know it's like at least if you, you you're dealing with superman you you know of course you wouldn't win towards superman but at least there's a conversation to be had with him you know at least you know batman will give you the option of like surrendering or something like that but Hawkman ain't about that life. Hawkman, if if Hawkman has a a a a line to you know come and apprehend you, bro, your choice is slim to none, and he's gonna do what he has to do to make sure that he gets you. But he's gonna do it the right way, and that's I I was I was so into that character. I I, I walked out of there, and I think that was just my surprise uh uh feeling as far as as far as what I took from it. I was like Hawkman. Um, the other two characters, uh, I think the Adam Smasher and I think the other was Cyclone. They were, they were cool. Um, you know, Adam Smasher came across as more of the, the comic relief, you know, kind of the one liners and, and the, you know, um, you know, the kind of 
the courses of actions that weren't weren't really supposed to happen, but they did happen. And, and, and you know, he was just kind of like the it not really integral, but it was just like he would kind of be like there'd be something going on between Black Adam and Hawkman. And then he just kind of like, you know, intervene in the middle of that. And it's like, OK, you just stop the whole flow of what was going on. Um, the Cyclone chick, like I liked her, but I'll tell you what I didn't like. I, I felt like I felt like what they were doing visually wasn't really telling as much of what she could do in the scale of her powers, because all they were doing were they were just going in like like they show her spinning really fast and then they slow the camera down so you could just look at this beautiful young lady and then they speed it back up. You know, it was just like you just get like and that's and, and they kept doing that. And I, I didn't understand why it was like, you know, spin, 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 spin and then stop. And just marvel at how beautiful she is. And then spin, 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 spin. And I'm like, that that, ha that has no telling about her powers. Like, I don't understand how that's telling me anything about what she's capable of doing. I mean, she was, you know, she was badass. And, and um, you know, I I think what was really cool was that they, they gave everyone an equal footing to like really stand out as a character to not be overshadowed by the next like yes it was a black adam film and it was about black adam but i i really appreciate that they allowed everybody to really have their own place and 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 be uh seen as an individual character a part of a greater uh narrative so that so they they did a good job with that i you know listen would I see it again? Absolutely. I would. I'm actually thinking about it, but there are other films I want to see, but I highly recommend this. And again, going back to a number scale, I would give this a nine out of 10. Now let's get to the regular show. Bam, all that. We're not even on the regular schedule. Um, we're going to talk about, hey, Gotham Knights came out, came out on yesterday, 21st. And, um, you know, it's crazy because you know, this is this is my thing about um, about video game media, because I feel video game media does too much to control the narrative of what gamers themselves as fans do, because right now in the media, you know, you got everybody panning this game. Everybody's just like saying this game is the worst. But then you want to turn around and you want to make a video first 10 things you should do in this game. Well, if it's bad, if it's a bad game, why would you recommend 10 things for me to do? Oh, I get it because you want to satiate for the people who didn't listen to you and got the game in spite of how you feel. And you want to try to still get some views somewhere else. See, it's stuff like that that I read into. And I'm just like, see, this is this is why I despise video game media. Like if you like there, there's some video game media where it comes off as more of an open discussion and not just a, um, you know, a swaying of opinion, you know, like I think IGN is like the worst at that. Like they, you know, they just want to sway opinions. They want people to feel a certain type of way and they feel like they have such a foothold in video game media that they, that they, uh, that they allow themselves to do that. And I, I just hate them. I, I really do. I hate IGN. I really do. Sometimes like the only time that I watch IGN, is because I want to see how much of an audacity they have to give their opinion on whatever it is. Like, I think, with, you know, going back to Black Adam, I think they gave that film a seven, which I think on their scale they consider mediocre. I just told you the film was awesome. 
And I'm not trying to sway your opinion. This is from a fan of comics, of films, who 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 wants people to enjoy themselves regardless. Because regardless of whether you want to see a comic film, it's a good action film. And regardless of whether it's a good action film, it's a great rock film or, or Dwayne Johnson film. Like, just go see it for yourself. And I feel like the same thing with Gotham Knights. Like, don't listen to people tell you about how bad this game is. This game could be exactly what you're looking for. Like, it could be exactly what you're looking for, you know? I would trust the community in, in, in which I reside before I trust some big corporate entity to tell me whether, you know, this game or that game deserves my money. I mean, I got friends, <clears throat> excuse me, I got friends who have picked up this game and they're enjoying it. You know, it's like it's not so much that games are bad. It's just like it's just they may not come across as being meant for everyone that they might have been targeting in the beginning you know because i think all games start with ambition and through that ambition comes the execution now whether now how much you execute and how much you don't i mean that's all trivial but i don't think that you know the developers of gotham knights went into this to make a bad game so i think that for who uh who did take the time to pick it up i think they understand clearly what this game is going to offer them in, in you know in light of everything that you know these these uh entities are saying is bad you know i like i i i personally am not going to play it because i am not a i am not a big um i guess 3d action beat em up batman arkham like i like i i played arkham knight but that's the only one i played in the in the whole series and the only reason I played it was because I, I'm a big Scarecrow fan. And I was like, if if there's anything I want to do, I just want to make, I just want to zip myself over to Scarecrow. I just want to handle him. That's it. That's all I wanted to do in that game. Um, but I'm not, you know, like that, that's not my jam. Like that type of game is not my jam. You know, running around, beating people up, trying to hold this combo for, you know, so many points. Like I don't even really like Devil May Cry that much, you know, because it's just, I, I don't know. It's just kind of repetitive to me it's just not my vibe that's fine you know um but i just think that game these entities suck just telling people that these games are bad like man if you if you got if you if you have an inkling of a thought that you want to try the game go get it just go get it don't let these people tell you that something sucks because they don't like it like just go get it you might enjoy it earlier this week we had silent hill transmissions uh which was an event that was streamed on the YouTube and uh, they used this event to uh, showcase a lot of Silent Hill uh, related announcements, uh, which included um, an official Silent Hill 2 remake uh, that is coming exclusively to the PlayStation 5. Um, I don't know if that is a timed exclusive or if that is something that is going to stay on that platform forever but that's where it's going to be for now and i looked at the trailer and i and i know that you know i don't know how many people know the narrative of um you know why it's been so hard for them to make you know why you know why the hd remake came out so crappy and you know why it's been hard for them to get to this this you know official uh remake level i'm sorry remaster hd remaster that's what they tried to do and they failed at doing that um but it's because they, they they lost the code they lost the original code um 
and they had to, they had to kind of build a lot of that from scratch again um, and emulate a lot of it, and then they had to do all new voice acting. So they couldn't they couldn't reverberate from what they had recorded because they had lost all of that, all that master stuff. They lost it. But with this remake, you know, this is a ground up build based on you know the game that came came out years and years ago. And it's so funny because I've heard like a lot of people react to this and, you know, a lot of people are excited. I'm excited. I think, I think out of the original four, I think out of the original four, it's probably in my eyes, it's probably the second best game. Cause I, cause I personally like, and I know people are going to crap on me for this one, but I personally think that the room is probably my favorite one. The room, it would go the room two, three, and then one. And one is and one is only low because they haven't really done, um, you know, they did a, they did the retelling, you know, with that with that Wii version. I forgot what what it was called. They did they did kind of a retelling of the first game, but they they never did like a full on like we're just we're remaking this whole thing from the ground up. Like people were saying that they were like, man, I think I'm gonna hold off on this one until they decide to make uh, Silent Hill one. Which I I think that's a fair I think that's a fair thing to say because we've been waiting for years and it would be really really cool to see them tell the original Silent Hill story from this current generation perspective with all of this you know um, graphical advancement all this technological advancement I mean man I, Silent the original Silent Hill that was like the one thing that just curbed my entire expectation on what survival horror was because i remember at the time people were going nuts about resident evil and then you had silent hill and i was like this to me is more scary and all i'm doing is walking down foggy streets like i yeah so i you know i i think i think this remake's gonna be good um i do hope that konami gives the developer the liberty to to maybe shift the stories in a in a in a in a manner to have it connect with more people today because i think that there are some things that were relevant then that may not be as relevant now um maybe introduce some new character perspectives um i'm not i'll tell you one thing though i'm not and and it, you know it could all be because this is an early build or something like that i don't know but I'm not really a big fan of of James Sunderland's uh, uh, model. I don't I like I looked at it and I was just like, I don't know. Like he looks he just looks a lot different. And those hands, those hands, his hands look like women hands. And I was like, I was like, bro, what's going on? Like, I like, I don't know. Now, when he walked out of the restroom, that was cool. And, you know, let's all be real. OK, because I know you guys feel like I feel. I know that when you saw that cockroach at the beginning, you thought, just like I thought, that they were finally going to make PT. You thought they're going to do it without Hideo Kojima. It's their freaking property. They're going to just go for it. That's what I thought. And, you know, so funny is that when when, uh, you know, when James walked up to the sink, I kept it in my mind up until they panned up to his face and you saw the stubble of his beard and I said yeah that's not Norma Reedus's face 
but would they recast him and still make PT? Maybe this is another celebrity. But then when when I clearly saw uh, that it was a reenactment of the second game, I was like, oh, my God, I really wanted this to be PT. <laughs> like that. That was my whole thing. But hey, I mean, mate, look, dude, they, they, they may take some elements that they've learned from PT. Maybe they'll implement those elements into um, this remake. You know, maybe maybe uh, Mary will become more of a horror as opposed to a guilt trip. You know, maybe she will haunt James through, you know, the city of Silent Hill along with Pyramid Head. I also didn't think that Pyramid Head model was was too imposing. I mean, it was okay looking, but it just it didn't really make me feel any type of way. Like I don't know. Like I, I think they I think they need to start tapping uh Capcom's shoulders for some inspiration on how to really beef up a, 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 a new a new generation model of characters that existed on past consoles. Cause I know like you looking at that, you know, Resident Evil 4 uh stuff and you got those characters that we've seen how they looked on GameCube to now, man, totally different but totally awesome. Like and and that's 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 what I didn't get from the trailer. I didn't feel like the characters looked awesome. So they but they got they still got time to work with it. Um so, you know, maybe things will change or maybe they won't and we'll see. I mean, maybe the look of the game doesn't have any bearings on how it's going to play. Probably be just as scary. We'll see. Um they had another little teaser uh really kind of sort of a trailer but not really um and it's it's so funny because as little as it was, I was more into this. And it's Silent Hill Townfall. And I'm not quite sure what type of game it's going to be or what it needs to be or what, or what they announced it to be. But all I know is I just felt some kind of way about that trailer. I was like, I, I haven't even seen a character, but I feel like this is going to be the standout one. Like people are going to go and they're going to grab the, the Silent Hill 2 remake and that's fine but i think this townfall game is gonna be the one that i'm gonna be looking for for sure um silent hill f uh was another game that they announced and uh i don't know if this is a, a spin-off take or what this is but when the trailer was playing you know immediately I got vibes of Fatal Frame. I was like, this looks like Fatal Frame meets Silent Hill, but really not Silent Hill. Cause you know, when you think Silent Hill, you think about the fog and stuff. But I think, but I remember in this trailer, it was like these uh, uh, red veins or bloodlines. I don't, I don't really know what they were meant to symbolize, but I know they were grabbing the girl and she's running and trying to escape. And then you got the girl who, uh, well, no, um, What's that phobia? I think it's typhoid, ty, typhoid phobia or something like that, where you fear you have that fear of holes. And I know that that kind of triggered me because they had those body parts that were floating towards that central area and they all had holes. And then these little uh, veins start coming out. I'm like, oh, my God. Then they blossom into flowers. And it was just it was creepy. Like that part was creepy. If you have that phobia kind of inside of you. Um, but then when the girl sat up and she has the big flower hat on and whatever, it was so funny because I was just like, this doesn't look scary. And then her face fell off and I'm like, yeah, OK, that's kind of nasty. And we're going to have to check that out. Um, I, I think I think I, I think a lot of people are 
are um, looking forward to that particular game. I saw a lot of people saying that they were really into it, but I'm going to need them to like really give me more as far as plot wise, because it really looks like Fatal Frame uh, 2. It really does. It looks like Fatal Frame 2. Um, they also announced uh, uh, Silent Hill Ascension. And I think that's, I think this is supposed to be some game that it's a community game. I think it's something that you play collectively with people. Like, a lot of these trailers and stuff, they didn't say too much. They just let you know, like, yo, we're working on this. Um, so I didn't really get too much out of that one. That one really didn't um, spark any interest in me. Um, and then uh, they announced their they announced their uh, trailer for uh, well not trailer they announced they announced that they're working on a new movie they're working on uh, Return to Silent Hill and um, it's going to be by the director of I don't know if the same director directed both of those films I think he just did the first one um, and so so you know bottom line is. He's coming back. He's going to direct it again. I don't know how how much you like the original Silent Hill film. I thought it was all right. Um, I think the second film was a little closer to a video game film come to life, you know, because it because I because that one felt like Silent Hill three, whereas the first one really didn't feel like it was connected to the games at all. Um, I think they did really good visual effects as far as the morphing of the town to you know the the rust rusty dark place um but outside of that it was just kind of like yeah i mean I, it, you know hit or miss i don't really go back to watch the silent hill films as much as i go back to watch the cheesy but still great resident evil films um but yeah they they had a, they had a lot of stuff that they announced and that, and you know i thought it was cool and I can't wait to see what they have in store for us. And, you know, I, I'm guessing Silent Hill 2 remake is going to lead the charge. Again, it's going to be exclusive for PS5. And there it is. Um, we also had um, a trailer for Final Fantasy 16. I believe it was, I think the trailer was called Ambition. And the trailer was really cool because... It, it it gave more it gave me more direction into the story but it without really giving me the story in itself um and so like they're letting on that there's going to be you know several different houses with different ambitions you know um to whatever you know they're ultimately trying to gain uh over the rest of the world and it's like you know you got these different houses and and I was just I was really intrigued. I was like, okay, that's that's kind of cool. And and it it you know it makes me wonder like, are they going to, are they going to have you choose one of these houses from the beginning, um, you know, to just kind of ultimately lead them to victory? Uh, that would actually be really cool because because I think in I think through the game I think there's like five houses. So can you can so to consider that there's five houses and you got this big, big ass RPG, um you know, you'd play through that thing five times at maybe, you know, 60 to 100 hours a piece, dude, you'll be playing this game forever, you know, and getting a different experience all five times. That, that's that's insane. Um, or will they do what I think will probably be, I think this is more than likely, I think they'll, I think they'll probably uh, cut you into 
the different scenarios between each of the houses. And then ultimately you'll end up with, um, I, I believe that the story is going to, going to centralize on one particular house, but they will allow you, um, to zip around and play into those different scenarios. So you can kind of see what the motivations are, why people are going in the direction they're going, why they're, you know, motivated to take the actions that you're taking. I think that's what they're, I think that's probably how they're going to do it. Cause it's a lot of different things. And I, I was just like, yo, I don't think I can wrap my head around this. Like, this is a lot. This is super, this is super big. And I, I'm, I'm excited for it all around because it's been, it's been a hot minute since I played a Final Fantasy game that made me feel like it was a Final Fantasy game. I mean, 15 was great. Um, but to be quite honest, Final Fantasy 15, you, you could have told me, you could have just called it um, uh, My Three Brothers. And I would have still played it and it, and it could have never had anything to do with Final Fantasy. And it would have still gone down as a great game in my eyes. But it never felt like Final Fantasy. And this one looks like it's going to play into being, you know, back to that, you know, Final Fantasy feel. And I'm I'm, I'm excited for that more than anything else. Um, the release window is going to be summer 2023. So that's getting close. I I anticipate, to be quite honest, I think they're going to probably have one pushback. I think they'll have one pushback and it'll be it'll be it'll be fall 2023. And by that time, I think they'll give you a, a solid date. It'll probably come out like next year, October. That, that That's my guess. My guess is next year, October. But we'll see. Um, What else do I? Oh, yeah. I'm going to uh, I actually wrote this down on my script and it's kind of funny because I put it four, but I'm actually going to use it as three. Persona 5 Royal has also released uh, yesterday. And yeah, it is like it is. It's a big deal. Um, it released alongside Gotham Knights. I think there's some other games that came out as well. Um, but for me, this 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 was my pickup. This was my this was my pickup. My pickup was was Persona Five Royal. And let me tell you why it was my pickup. Because I played Persona Five. I okay, man. Let's go way way back. So I remember when Persona Five was originally announced. I remember when Atlas released the teaser photo with I think the five yeah the five chairs with the with the ball and chains, right? I remember I and it was it was the re, it was red and and it was just like and I think it broke on um, Giant Bomb yeah that was because Jeff Gertzman uh, broke that story and I remember that and I was just like and I remember him being so elated over five chairs and I'm like well that's not really that's not really, excuse me. That's not really uh nothing to be excited about. But I kind of see where you're going, cause cause at that time I was heavy in the four and I was really uh, hungry to understand what five would be. So fast forward, five comes out, and I thought five was great. I thought five was amazing. I thought five was doing everything right. I couldn't even understand how I could enjoy something as good as five is. As much as I as much as I enjoyed four, and by that time I'd played through four at least five, six times. Like I like I mean, and I'm talking like I'm not talking about like breaks after no. I mean, I was so like when I first got my PS Vita and I got uh Persona 4 Golden, I played through it the first time, and it was so good, I just turned right around and played through it again. 
And then I did it again once I, once I started. I was like, oh, it has this thing about these monsters and grow. And then by that time, it was the third time, and I'm starting to master stuff. And then it's like, oh, but then you got true endings. And man, and it's the same thing with five. And I played enough of the original five to where I believe, I don't know, you know, plot wise, if I did or not. I know because I think the last person I got was Futaba. I think she's the the redhead girl, the the uh, the loner. I got her in the party, and she's kind of like she's kind of like the uh, Riese from Four, where she just kind of champions the the team while they're fighting and whatever. Um, and I think she was the last person I got. And I remember that there was the uh, the there was another guy, and he was kind of like Nauto from from Four. He was like this young detective and he kept dropping by the cafe to ask me questions about my whereabouts on any given day or whatever. Um, and I and I kept feeling I was like, dude, he has to be the villain. He has to be the villain. And, you know, I don't know what happened, but I ended up uh, I, I just kind of dropped the game. I stopped playing. I stopped playing for a long time and ultimately just never went back. And then I remember when I was interested in going back, they were announcing this royal game. And I was like, what the hell's Royal? And then it came out, completely took the world by storm. Everybody's playing this Royal version. And I just felt lost. And I was like, well, I can't go back to my original game because everybody's playing this Royal game. And I can't get the Royal game because I still have the original game. And and I was so lost and I was so upset. And ultimately, what I decided was just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. And I did. And for the years that passed, I completely forgot where I had been in Persona 5, like I forgot everything. And so when it got announced that they were bringing it to Switch and then they were bringing it to PC, I was like, yo, I could get this game and I've forgotten enough that it'll make sense, right? And that and, and that's exactly where I am right now. I've put in, I have put, five hours in this game i just got it yesterday put five hours in it clean it was so funny because i was trying to play at work i couldn't get much work done so i had to focus on that and then i said you know what when i get home i'm going to literally plow through this i you know normally on a friday night i'll have a drink i didn't even want to have a drink i said i don't want anything to divert my attention from this game i put five hours clean in there and it's so funny how a lot of the narrative that I had experienced in the, in the previous game just kind of locked back in. Like I didn't remember everything verbatim, but it was like, Oh yeah, I know this is the part where, uh, where she says this, or he says that, or this is the part where you get Mona and you know, like, but there were a lot of parts that were surprising me. Like when certain party members came, I was like, Oh, I didn't know I got you this early or I didn't know that you actually came on the first run. You know, like, it was it's still a lot of stuff that's surprising and to think that there's going to be even more surprises with the fact that there's this royal narrative it's like i'm completely locked in i'm completely locked in now one thing that that's actually really funny um it, which i which i don't understand how they shifted the 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 narrative so well to fit this character in but i didn't re, i didn't i didn't experience this redhead girl in the first game i know that for certain i did not experience this redhead girl in the first game and they gave me one scene where where the the first scene, the first scene where you're trying to escape. And then she came out of nowhere. 
I don't think she was in the first game. It, it, you know, I think in the first game you were by yourself, and that's how the story started. She came through and she starts whooping people's ass, and I'm like, what is going on? And then you know you meet her in real life, and you know, and uh, and she had said even in the in dialogue, she was like, I'm not a part of the Phantom Thieves. I'm like, okay, well, who are you? Because for you to be here, that's that's a part of the narrative I don't understand. But I, but I'm excited to understand it. I'm excited to get to that point. I'm excited to go through this new narrative. It is an, an amazing game. I tell people who haven't experienced Persona, even people who say that they haven't uh, taken on any Persona at all, I tell them, play five because it's the most current and the most relevant. And if you really, really, really enjoy five, go play three. And if you really become a fan of Persona as a whole, go get, uh, go get two and three. I think I said play three, but what I meant was play four. Yeah, play four. Play four after five. Basically, basically play them backwards. Play them backwards. But stick with four when you get there because four is just out of control good. I, I think I think for me, I think for me, four feels more connected from the character standpoint. I care about the characters more in four. And I think it's because the the dynamic and the range of characters, because, you know, you got, you know, your your uh, you know, you got your little sister. I uh, can't remember her name. Um, and then, you know, you got your classmates and, you know, you got the idol and, you know, you got Teddy and it's just like everybody's just and then you got Dojima and it's just all these different uh, dynamics as far as people that you experience through what they call a year in living in this town and they do the same exact thing in five but i just don't you know i just i mean the characters are cool in five they are really really cool but i just don't dig them like i dug the ones in four like the ones in four i, I could remember you know all of their experiences individually their motivations through the story i'm i think i'm I, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure i mastered each one of their um their story narratives so i understood exactly why and what they were going through from beginning to end even dojima like just mastered them all and um yeah i mean maybe there's a little bit more to know and to do um and to understand as far as these characters in five but i haven't gotten there yet so we'll see we'll see it might it might it might end up it might end up being more than I, more than i think but yeah that game if you if you're even thinking listen i'll tell you like this i know i said buy gotham knights hey you know if you want it but if you're choosing between gotham knights and persona 5 royal you gotta go get persona 5 royal like you gotta go get that game that game is just it's too amazing and I'm telling you right now, like after I get done with this, even though I got to go wash clothes, I'm going to spend five hours again. I'm probably going to put five hours a day in this thing. I think if I put five hours a day into exercising, I probably could be a bodybuilder. But I'd much rather be a gamer. Anyway, we're going to end the show on our last point. I'm um, going to talk about some Netflix. Been watching a little bit of Netflix, getting back into the streaming game. Um, you know, like I, I watch a lot of HBO Max. I watch a lot of uh, uh, Peacock sometimes because Peacock is cool. Peacock's good for having. Um, I think they're. I think they're. A, they're the last guard in in having movies released day and date uh, in the theaters and still having them available on their streaming service. Um, I was gonna buy. You know, cause cause my thing is like I cancel. Um, I cancel some of these programs when it's like really nothing to watch and I'm only incentivized 
in, a, in you know in a small way when it comes to games or uh, not games when it comes to shows that they say are on the way so like i like i haven't had disney plus in like i don't know how long and they announced a she hulk thing i wasn't enthusiastic about she hulk so i never even restarted it i never re i never restarted uh disney plus um same thing with prime i think with prime i was watching something i can't even remember what i was watching but i wasn't but once i i just wasn't enthusiastic about continuing to move forward watching that that particular uh medium so i was like yeah, get rid of it um did the same thing with peacock and then halloween ends came out and i was like am i gonna pay 14 dollars to go and watch that on my phone when i could pay you know 12 bucks to go and watch it in theater or I could just not watch it because I'm not really interested. Okay, you know, but I do, but I, but I do keep HBO Max on lock. I keep that, I keep that, I keep that one on lock because I feel like it's always something interesting to watch. I love their versions of documentaries, and um, yeah, I just love HBO Max. And Netflix is kind of a hit or miss. It's like if I, if I, if I go through, you know, the library of HBO and I can't find five shows that I can, that I want to watch back to back to back, then I just get rid of it. Um, but it was funny cause like when I, when I recently, so I, I had seen someone say, and I'm kind of mad at her too. Cause I, I, cause one thing I don't like about social media is I don't like asking questions to people and then they don't answer. Like they deliberately don't answer. I hate that. It's like, I have to stop asking people questions because I don't want to feel like they're rude cause they could just be way busy, but it only takes a second. <laughs> but um, I, I'd asked him, I said, well, can you explain the synopsis of this show? Because uh, she said, oh, the uh, I watched The Midnight Club and I thought it was so great and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, you know, can you explain what the synopsis is? Because that sounds interesting. I, I, you know, just give me a little taste of what it can be. That way I don't waste my time on something that doesn't sound interesting coming from someone. And yeah, didn't get it, didn't get a reaction, but I went ahead and watched it anyway. And I binged it over two days, and yeah, I mean, it, it you know th this is this is how I took it. I liked it in the beginning, but as it crept towards you know it's 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 you know finale, it just it didn't draw me in, and I think it was because the narrative of what what the show ultimately was about, I just wasn't interested in. I just wasn't interested in. I, li I liked it. I liked it more in the first couple of episodes when it felt like alone in the dark, when it felt like, you know, that that kind of campfire stories, you know, like I, w I thought it was like I thought it was Netflix's version of like Tales from the Crypt. And I would have been totally into that if it had remained that type of narrative. But it wasn't. It ultimately became about, you know, more the, the kids telling the stories, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, but that just wasn't my, that wasn't my vibe. That wasn't my get down. It's not what I wanted. Um, I thought Heather Langenkamp was great. I love seeing, she can be in anything. Um, and I will watch it. And it's just, it was good to see her in the, in the, uh, series. But outside of that, I just wasn't really engaged. And, and it's kind of funny because one of the, one of the characters, and, and I, and I say this all the time about these, you know, because it's really tricky to take a negative character and then have them, invest in a redemption arc and then have me as a as a you know as someone who's spectating have me accept that because somebody could be they can be a complete ass and and I, just because characteristically i don't like assholes it's like yeah i'm not feeling your character right now and you really have me off and then you 
to try to shift it you know through the narrative that oh you know they're they got this redeeming arc and they're doing this and doing that i'm like no i'm still i'm still i'm still upset over what you did you know four episodes ago how you were acting four episodes ago i'm not with that and so i think that's what kind of got me disengaged because i had already made up my mind about how i felt about a particular character and then they ended up being the character that they were following for the majority of the show i'm like i i can't i can't you can't tell me enough good qualities that are going to go over those bad qualities they showed at the beginning it's the same it's like it's like it's like uh walking dead there's nothing that you're going to do in walking dead today that's going to make me like negan in any anymore and i don't like him at all i'm supposed to go from the guy who watched him bash in one of you know bash in the head of one of my favorite characters a couple of my favorite characters and i'm supposed to like him for you know the ongoing seasons where he becomes the main character no absolutely not absolutely not not honestly i think that's why the whole show dipped because i think that you know to i mean yeah you're you're, you're trying to follow you know the the arc of the comics and whatnot i mean they did that you know in some way shapes and forms but i think that they they would have done a better job to just kind of to, to by the majority follow their own narrative and not put off certain people that were just clearly favorites in that show and i mean they could have found another way to introduce him as a character and just not make him so unlikable in his introduction i mean yeah that that was just bad so they did the same thing with this midnight club thing it was just like you know, I'm I'm not I'm not really following that character and you've made that character the main person. Does it work for me? So like I looked at the show and I gave it a five and a half out of ten as far as my enjoyment. Um, you know, I think it's you know, it's bingeable, but you know, if you if you're a person that invests in characters and their growth, um, you know, you may or may not like it. I, I think it just depends on your characteristics and how you accept certain uh certain types of people because like i said i have zero tolerance for assholes and i wasn't going to tolerate them even in the show <laughs> um um they 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 put out some new episodes of unsolved mysteries which i was super excited about because i really do enjoy um the two seasons that they did on netflix you know i think it's a really good um reboot of, of a series that i found as a favorite back in the early mid 90s um such a creepy show back in the day and i think that they they did a good job kind of encapsulating a little bit of that creepiness and still holding true to because you know in, in an age where social media is everywhere it's really interesting to think that there are still things in life that can go unsolved and go you know um just just be a mystery forever i mean one of the first stories i watched on there um you know it's always crazy when you get these stories about people where the the last place they were seen isn't relative to the place they were found when you consider where, how they how they were getting where they were going it's like dude yeah, that makes no sense. It was so funny because, like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, well, she clearly did this. And then by the time they were explaining, you know, X, Y, and Z, I said, there's no way she could have did what I said she did. So how the hell did she get there? And and that's what I enjoy about the show. But what I was so upset about, because I binged the first three episodes, 
they're not going to give me new episodes for the next two weeks. I, I'm, 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 I'm livid. I'm livid. They, they have two week breaks between their their shows and they do them in three episode chunks. And I remember Netflix saying they were going to start doing that with their shows. But I think this is bad business for me. This is this will make me this will make me quit their service faster than if I binged everything and, you know, and and I didn't have anything else to watch. Like you're not like what you're doing is you're trying to hold me hostage until I finish what I'm there for. And then, you know, you know, you'll run the risk of presenting me with something new by the time you, you know, close the cap on that one. But what if that's not the reality? Then I'm mad I stay with you all these all this time. Cause they're, cause, cause it's a, it's a good system that works for something like Disney plus because Disney plus more or less, that's been their mantra from the, from the jump. We operate like TV. You'll get an episode every week. You get one episode every week. Now that works, but this breakdown that they have with uh, Netflix, that's not, that's not going to work for me because I can finish those three episodes. Like I'm not going to have the discipline to say, Oh, let's, let's just, uh, you know, let's just watch this one on Monday, watch this one on Sunday, watch this one on Saturday. And then by, you know, like, no, 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 no. Give me the whole show or give me nothing at all. Um, Yeah, I think I, I think that that's just I think that's just silly. But what do you think? You guys watching Netflix, you guys like their new uh, TV format, so to speak. Um, how do you guys feel about uh, Final Fantasy 16? You guys excited? Um, do you feel that they are going to hold on to that summer 2023 date? Um, do you think the game is going to be really, really big or you think it's going to be uh, a tight knit story that is going to be manageable for most fans? Did you watch any of the Silent Hill transmission event? What did you take out of that that you were most excited about? Um, do you uh, plan on picking up uh, Persona 5 Royal or Gotham Knights, uh, which game uh, will you pick up if you're going to pick up any one of them? And if you're not going to pick them up, maybe tell me why. You guys can hit me up on Twitter, uh, more TA podcasts on Twitter. Um, I am there all the time talking to people about everything under the sun. So it will be really amazing if you came by and gave me your two cents. Well, that's going to do it for me, guys. I am going to get myself out of here. Like I said, I got a bunch of stuff to do. I'm going to get back into Persona 4 Royal, Persona 5 Royal. And yeah, I'm going to put five hours in that today and make sure I have a good time. You guys have a good time too. It's the weekend. Make sure you enjoy yourself. You guys already know the drill. I tell you guys this all the time. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye guys. Bye guys.